the pat mayo experience the first ever live stream on mayo media network again if you haven't subscribed to mayo media network give your fucking head a shake go subscribe right now we're doing a giveaway as well because tee off tomorrow thursday for the bmw championship is around noon or noon 30 eastern time uh, so you have a bit more time to do if we can get to 6k subs by tee off Jeff has given away a copy of PGA 2K to everyone. I'm giving away a Fantasy National membership. And if we can get to 10,000 subscribers by next Monday's golf show, cash giveaways for people out there. So please share the show around. Subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. We need your help to go get all this done. As always, please smash the like button. And if you're watching this on demand on the replay in the comment section, tell me your biggest high-end fade for the BMW Championship on DraftKings. Also, we got a lot of stuff going around right now. We have UFC picks tomorrow with Paul and Cody. I'll have some more football injury news by the end of the week. Win total shows with me, Jeff, and Cust next week, along with the golf and more updates with Jake Seeley. An update for fantasy football came out this morning. You can go check that out on the video and audio feeds. Uh, also, we've you know, Kentucky Derby stuff. People have been tweeting at Cam. It seems like he's in. We'll get Raza. We'll try to break that down for next week. Maybe some U.S. Open tennis. Then, we're back into football full-time. Week one's coming very soon, so there's a lot going on right now. Uh, if you get Fantasy National, a membership over there right now, a monthly brings you all the way through the U.S. Open. So if you use fantasynational.com slash mayo, you can get yourself 20% off. Highly recommended. All the stats and ownership projections that I'm using in the show will be from fantasynational.com. So fantasynational.com, go check it out. It's a great site. Highly. No picks on the site either. You make your own picks from it, but it has all the information, all the tools you could ever need. Uh, if you check out the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm on with Joe House and Nathan Hubbard on Fairway Rolling today. If you check out the CBS Pick 6 podcast with Will Brinson, I'm on there talking football today. A lot going on over here at May Mayo Media Network. So thank you all for tuning in. Load your questions into the chat. But let's get down to it. Let's talk about the picks for this week. I kept a relatively light card, and I've been talking about them all week. We'll see how it ends up going, but I'm going with Rory McElroy at 18 to 1. I'm taking my guy, Colin Morikawa, 22 to 1. Adam Scott, I was able to catch a 49 to 1 number on. I'm in on that. And I ended up going with Gary Woodland, 70 to 1 with the top five each way. Here's the thing. I don't think this course is going to play as hard as people are expecting it to play because there's been all these reports, oh, the rough is up, it's a foot long, and it's going to play like a U.S. Open. Now, at least that's what Tiger said. Now, that might be true. So what do we expect the winning score to be? Is it going to be like minus 5? Probably not. Is it going to be minus 8? Probably not. The winning score is going to be what, like minus 13, minus 14? Maybe not into the 20s like all of the BMW championships have been over the past five years. Maybe they saw last week, looked at Dustin Johnson's minus 30 and said, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. So I do think that the ultimate corollaries that we can use right now, Harding Park and Beth Page Black, are probably the two to really focus on. Long par 70s. Uh, now, they were done under PGA Championship setups. I doubt it's going to be that hard. It could be. I don't know. Uh, but that was the impetus for the Woodland pick. I wasn't really on him, but I sorted on Fantasy National by past 24 rounds, people who play well at difficult courses, and all of a sudden, Gary pops up to number one. So I like that a lot. And if we're going to use the corollary with Harding Park, why not go with Colin Morikawa when it comes down to it? I do like that Adam Scott has played back-to-back -back weeks as well. So those are the top picks for me in terms of betting. Now, if Phil can come through 
on the Champions Tour right now. I gave this away on Twitter on Monday before that event started. He was plus 250. Didn't bet that. Probably just should have bet that because he's winning by four heading into the back nine in the final round. But I parlayed him to win with Rory to win to get Rory up to 60 to one. I know a lot of people are pensive on Rory. I've gone through the spiel the entire week of why I like Rory, why I'm really willing to risk it with him. Uh, I know a lot of people are out on that, and that's fine. Listen, I make terrible picks all the time. Sometimes I make good picks that no one else is on. The same case was made against Dustin Johnson last week. Like, how could he ever win? Then he wins by 11 strokes. So it's golf. Stuff can flip a lot week to week. Just take the guy who's fallen down the board. That happens to be Rory this time around. Top 20 plays for the week. Cam Smith, plus 300. Dylan Hot Fire Fratelli, plus 450. Robbie Shelton, Bob Shelton, my guy. Hit me a top 10 in a top 20 in a top five to start the year at the Greenbrier. Let's go back to him and probably what is going to be his final event of the 2020 season plus 450 to come inside the top 20. He was T9 here in the 2015 U.S. Amateur. I like the way that he's been playing right now in a no-cut event. Hey, maybe we got some stuff going on here. First round leaders, all with the top five each way. Cam Smith, 80 to 1. Brennan Steele, 90 to 1. Bob Shelton. And Dylan Fratelli, 100 to 1. And Andrew Landry, 150 to 1. Almost like the Gary Woodland commentary on if this plays hard, that's good for Woodland. If this plays hard, I think that's good for Andrew Landry in segregated rounds. I don't think it's going to be great for him over the course of four days. I just remember back to Oakmont in 2015. You know, he was the first round leader there. Uh, he's been playing well like once every three rounds, and he's still alive in the FedEx Cup. So he does need to play well. A hot start from Andrew Landry wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. If this comes down to hitting fairways, keeping it out of the rough, like a minus four score in the first round could be first round leader. That reeks of Andrew Landry to me, uh, just because he drives the ball with such accuracy. One of the main reasons I'm going back to Morikawa, too, is he hits a ton of fairways. And no, his irons were not good last week, but he's still one of the best iron players on the planet. So let's go with him. One and done picks for the week. I'm going with Adam Scott. I have him left. Jeff is going with Terrell Atten. Uh, and Cuss is going with Jason Day. Tyrrell Hatton just missed my betting card. I couldn't find him at any better than 40 to 1. I felt like that was a bit too low. It's going to come back to haunt me. I'm using him on DraftKings, so uh, maybe that can be the way out for me in all of this. DraftKings picks for the week. My cheat sheet is up on DKPlaybook.com right now. If you hit the description of this video or podcast, you can find the very quick link to go do that uh, and check out who I'm using. I only played six lineups this week. Um... Just really wanted to shrink it down. I don't love these no-cut events, and I really want to concentrate my core. So all of the players that I bet on, uh, they are in my core. Uh, those, so those seven guys, the top 20s and the outright winners, they're populating my DraftKings lineup. And I have Terrell Hatton uh, in there as well, as along with Patrick Cantlay. I ended up going between Cantlay and Finau for my final spot. I just think that people are going to be off him a little bit. When we look at the high end of DraftKings scoring, and again, Webb Simpson has withdrawn from this tournament. So it's only 69 players right now. Webb's just going to take a free pass, get himself to East Lake. He's automatically in the Tour Championship, so no big deal to him. But his ownership is now going to dis- and it looks like it's going to Xander Shoffley and Daniel Berger uh, in the high $9,000 range. So Webb was 10-1. People might go up to Rory and inflate his ownership a little bit, but people just seem to be soured on Rory this week. So uh, I have him project, him and Bryson projected as the lowest owned of the 10K guys, but Xander and Berger and Morikawa uh, probably will have substantial ownership coming in this week everyone's going to have a ton of ownership just because there's not that many guys but those two in particular seem to stand out above the rest as the super high-end chalky plays so i'm not saying avoid those guys if you like them but you probably don't want to go down the list and be like oh give me ryan palmer or uh, russell henley who just 
tend to be, or who are projecting at least, to be some of the more popular plays on DraftKings this week from the middle tier. Matthew Wolf is another one. So you can use those guys independently. Just don't put them all together into one lineup because everyone's probably going to have that line. If you want to leave like 100 or 200 on the table of your salary cap, that's just a very easy way to play some of the chalk guys and get away from duplicated lineups. In smaller entry tournaments, I really wouldn't worry about it. But if you're playing like the $25 with 117,000 people, then all of a sudden it's a little bit different. Uh, I'm playing in that tournament this week. I'm playing in my tournament this week, uh, the three max entry. I'm also playing, you know, I threw all, everything into the $5 as well, and the $200 and $100 single entries, uh, quickly becoming my favorite tournaments to play every single week. You can excuse yourself for some mistakes in tournaments like that because sometimes like even in the $200 one there's the 2222 person tournament on DraftKings. I just play in the 555 person tournament. So just you know, I'm not a perfect DraftKings player, but I found that I'm able to get away with a mistake or a miscut or two in that tournament this week where there is no cut. If one of my guys finishes like T58 or something like that and the other five guys are good, I'm still going to win a decent amount of money in that tournament. So if you have the money to go up and play in those tournaments and even like if you enter the 5 dollar for example there's the giant one but come wednesday evening there's going to be a smaller version of that too which has like 10 percent of the entries that's just an easier tournament to win by the odds and it allows you to get away with a few more mistakes in your lineup because no one's going to be perfect once we get down to it uh, i put the weather report into the live chat uh, that's at the very top um, I'm looking at it right now. It's windfinder.com slash Lansing Airport, uh, Lansing underscore municipal underscore airport, if you're looking for the actual URL. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's any sort of wind advantage on the first day. Uh, it looks like it's about 9 or 10 miles per hour consistently throughout the day, guess up to like 15 uh, by the time the players hit the course. No big deal there if it's the same for everyone. The next day on Friday, it looks like it could pick up a little bit more in terms of gusts. There could be rain overnight. It could play a little bit softer and make that rough super thick uh, if it ends up raining so i'm not too concerned about friday or saturday you can go back and check that out if you use fantasynational.com slash mayo for 20 percent off the round one DraftKings showdown slate is loaded in there right now round two will be loaded up on thursday evening the live tournament leaderboard with the stats leaderboard will be available too once you get up and running when the tournament actually starts so you can use some of that intel to your advantage and make it easier for yourself with the tools looking at the wind uh, to make some lineups for round two if that's a route that you want to go all right remember smash the like button if you're out there and in the comment section after the fact give me your biggest fade on DraftKings this week uh and go subscribe to the mayo media network go tell some friends we got those giveaways like i said we need to get the subscriber base up so let's go do that let's get to the chat though no one has been banned for life by the way from the live chat on mayo media network since the switch has come along so you could be the first person ever to be banned for life be fun times. Kaylee says, congrats on Mayo Media Network. Thank you. Pat, can you please give Morikawa and DJ projected ownership? Again, you can find all of these on fantasynational.com. Don't want to give too much away, but Morikawa looks like he's going to be pushing 18 to 20% where DJ being as expensive as he is, even in a no-cut event, probably filters somewhere between 14 and 16% when all is said and done. Those would be what the projections say and put through the lens of my interpretation by everything. 
Andrew asks, what do you mean by one and done? Is it a bet for outright winner? Sorry, I'm new to betting. Thank you. No, Andrew, uh, one and done is a particular style of game where you can use, you can pick one golfer once all year. Once you've used that golfer, you can no longer use them. It's total money earnings from that event. Uh, I wouldn't normally go with Adam Scott to win this. I'd take one of the higher end guys, but I've used all the higher end guys uh, in the three man that I'm doing with Jeff and Tim right now. So that is what one and done actually means. Uh, I think that you know the one and done for next year is going to be amazing. Working on some fun stuff with that. So stay tuned uh, for potential giant one and done coming your way. John asks, Pat, what up? Thanks as always. Kisner or Adam Scott? I'm betting Adam Scott, so let's go with Adam Scott. John, will there also be more cuss corners added to the feed soon? Listen to the first six twice. <laughs> Thanks, John. Thanks again. Smash the like button, people. See, John knows what's going up. I already got a down vote. Jerks. Wish I knew who that was. I ban you for life. You switch that to an up vote. Okay, pal. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm working on all of the cuss corners, getting them all up. Uh, I mean, we have 29 to go through. Plus we're going to be doing new ones. Custy awards. Like when I mentioned, you know, the win totals and everything, we're recording the custies next week too. I just want to get everything in line. So the first six are up. I might add another few over the weekend. Eventually that feed is going to be all caught up in itself. You search cuss corner. On You can find all the videos on Mayo Media Network, obviously, in the Cuss Corner playlist. But if you want to subscribe to the audio feeds, which I have done on Apple, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever it might be, they're all up there right now. Go subscribe to that. You don't have to parse through all the old Pat Mayo experiences to find them. They're just on their own dedicated feed, which is pretty awesome. Uh, good for a laugh, by the way, if you want to go check that out. Mason, already have Rory 18 to 1. Which of these three options do you like best for the rest of my card? Thomas at 14, Morikawa and Scott, or Scott, Hideki, and Woods? So I ended up going with Morikawa and Scott. That's how my betting card ended up going out. And it's funny because I had that decision. Do I go Morikawa and Scott, or do I take that money and just spend it on Justin Thomas? Because I do really like Justin Thomas this week. I like Rory a little bit more, uh, just based on the odds, but I think that Thomas is lining up really well. So it came down to, do I want to bet those two guys or spend that money on a now 14 to one Justin Thomas? Maybe you can still catch a 16, depending on where it is. I, I think that's a personal preference of where you want to go. Uh, I went with the two guys instead of the one, as I normally do. I probably should have shrunk it down to go with Justin Thomas, to, you know, in retrospect and in hindsight to figure that out. But uh, I don't think you can go wrong. That's a personal preference. I wouldn't go with the Woods and Hideki and just, and now we're, you know, we're putting that out too much. I think you really want to hammer down on one or two guys this week. And uh, I ended up going for the Scott and Morikawa option myself. Are you buying Tiger's comments that the course is going to play super tough? It seems like that's what everyone is saying right now. So I have to do, I do have to lend some credence to it, but it's just like when the announcers say, Oh, he's in a position, he's dead. He can never get it close. And they put it to two feet on a chip. Like sometimes players overestimate and try to downplay the expectations of what's going on. So when they play well, they're like, well, look how well I played in a really tough tournament. Like I said, I don't think this is going to be a minus eight. I'm always wrong on these things uh, and leaving the door open to be incredibly wrong. So maybe it doesn't get, like I mentioned, to minus 25 this week but to think that that's not in play despite how quote-unquote hard this is playing i'm dubious to put it that way maybe try to project like minus 14 is your winner and try to go from there bw says smash that like button let's go baby i like it I like where your head's at congrats on mayo media network says brie thank you brie please subscribe to mayo media network we crashed the crack the 5,000 threshold for subs like i said i want to get up to ten thousand by monday then i'm doing cash giveaways bribe you so share this show around tell everyone that they should be subscribing to mayo media network because that would go a long way like we're on our own right now 
Um, you know, the show is presented by DraftKings. We're going to be talking about DraftKings, but you know, by all intents and purposes, it's just just me, just Paul. We're out here in the world, uh, just kind of doing crazy stuff. Go watch the show I did with Jake Sealy this morning too. All the updated fantasy football and NFL news to get you ready if you're doing drafts this weekend. I'm also on Cameo now too, by the way. If you want me to yell at you via video or yell at one of your friends, announce your draft order, whatever it might be, Cameo.com/slash/thePME. You can check me out on there. Um, Andy Roach from the Facebook chat says, who shoots the most birdies in the 7,000s? That is a horrible question. Um, no. Uh, let's go with Gary Woodland. How about that? Pat, you need to sue this guy for something. Drives me crazy every football season. You are Pat Mayo, damn it. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Great. All right, let's get out. Let's get off the rails here. Let's get out of the Facebook chat. The YouTube chat's been very good. Pat, how many players do you typically play during a when you're playing twenty lineups? That is dependent on the tournament, my feel for the tournament. As I will always say, the fewer players you can have in your lineups, the better. Uh, That way, if your core hits, you're going to hit big. Uh, If you diversify yourself too much, you're kind of raking yourself at the same time. You either try to win big or kind of lose all your money. That's the strategy that I take with it. I know that's not everyone's strategy, but I think that's the way that goes. A lot better. Uh, Jonah says, thoughts on Cam Champ this week? I like Cam Champ this week. I think he sets up well. He's won this tournament, uh, won at this course in a college tournament, I believe in 2015, the Illini Invitational. Uh, He's long off the tee, uh, which looks like it's going to pay dividends this week. Played well at Harding Park. So I like Cam Champ. I'm using him in my DraftKings lineups. Any Matsuyama this week? He was one of my final cuts from the list. I thought about him betting. I thought about him DraftKings. But to my point of trying to condense players into my lineup, he did not make the final cut for me. Hovland or Reed? I would go with Patrick Reed this week. New network. Looking good, Pat. Thank you, Michael. If you were starting a lineup with just one of the top three, would it be Justin, Dustin, Justin, or Rom? I would go with Justin Thomas this week uh, of those three guys. Will Finau come in under 20% owned this week? Probably not, to tell you the truth. Everyone just always goes back to Finau. Uh, Let's see, where is he coming in right now? 17-ish percent. Uh, Maybe he falls through the cracks a little bit because there's some high-end guys in that area, but it does seem like more people are going to Finau than Scheffler, Cantlay, Reed, Tiger, or Hideki, or Kevin Kisner, all in that range. He's going to be the most popular one. So one day we'll get a low-owned Tony Finau. It does not appear like this is going to be the week, though. Uh, isn't it only fitting that the first person banned for life from Mayo Media Network would be Cust? Can we get an absentee ban for Cust? Now, you need to have Cust in the... He gives out on the Sunday morning show. He gives out bans for life. Would you go with Damon and Fertelli or Gucci and Munoz? I would go with Damon and Fertelli. Chucky Three Sticks was on fire before he had a wrist injury. The PGA Championship almost won 3M. He seems to be rounding into form in a 70-man field, 15-1 to 1 on top 10. Thoughts? I gave... Charles Howell III, an extended look. And much like Alex Alex Noren, he's not really hot fire. He's not hitting his irons well at all. He's just chipping and putting the lights out. Now, you can keep that going. That is just very hard to sustain itself. He is very good around the greens. He tends to be a pretty good putter, a very good driver of the ball as well. If those irons aren't clicking... It does not give you any leeway with the rest of your game that has to be top end just to be able to compete for a top 20. If you don't have the irons going, you're just not going to have enough scoring to get there. So that would be a pass for me on Charles Howell III. Thoughts on Maverick McNeely. You can't gain 10 strokes putting every week. It's a pass for me. You mentioned the course might be too long for Russell Henley. Do you feel the same way about Damon, Gooch, or Streelman? Yes, uh, to an extent. 
Henley's fine. I just think that he's overpriced this week and overvalued this week versus those other guys. Like when I look at Henley and I look at the other players around him. So let's jump into that area just for a second. So you have Russell Henley. He is what? $7,800. So he's the same price as Gary Woodland who I know that's not going to be an issue for. Abraham Answer is a better driver of the ball. It's not going to be an issue for him, despite the fact that he is not a long driver. Same as like Horschel and Louie, both better drivers of the ball than Henley, who's been pretty good. Not going to lie to you. Uh, but it's mainly his irons that have been really, really good. And even when we get into the longer iron range, if you look at proximity over 200 yards for Russell Henley over the past three months, he's 57th in a field of 69. Now, the shorter approaches from 150 to 200, he's fourth and fifth from those ranges. So he's going to need his driving to really be elite and be a bit lengthier for him to really utilize what he does well off the tee. Now, he could very well do that. He's been playing excellent through the approach game. But if that goes away just a little bit and he's stuck with some of these longer approaches from the rough because the driving isn't up there, then it's going to be far more difficult with him. I'd rather take the other guys just because they're cheaper, no one's on them, and all things being equal, they tend to hit their longer irons a little bit better than Russell Henley does. Um, does Ban for Life from your previous channel carry over to Mayo Media Network? Nope. Clean slate for everyone. So prepare to be banned again if you're an asshole or I just don't like you. Advice on building a, quote, winner-take-all lineup versus a general GPP lineup. I think it's the same thing. If you're playing in a GPP, you're trying to win. You're trying to beat out every other lineup uh, as opposed to a cash game where you're just trying to come inside like the top now, 45% of players where it doesn't really make a difference. So I don't think there's generally that big of a difference between them. I don't really play in a lot of winner-take-all contests. Like, that's just an absolute lottery ticket <laughs> when you really come down to think about it. Cantlay, Decky, or Reed pick two. I will go with Reed and Patrick Cantlay. Xander or Cantlay? I would go with Cantlay this week. Kucher ownership, low would be my guess. I didn't even really think about him this week. Yeah, I got him sub 10% this week. So one of the few guys in the $7,000 area that's coming in lower than 10%. Uh, if you don't know the rules about being banned for life, let me inform you. If you ask the same question twice, you're banned for fucking life. You ask a stupid question, you're banned for life. You answer other people's questions, you are banned for life. All right? Get that through your head. Xander or Cantley. I think I just did that one. So that's not a duplicate question. That's just me being an idiot. Uh, favorite low-owned play, $7,400 or lower? Who do I like from down there? Cam Smith, probably for me. I just like the way that he's hitting his irons right now. I like the way that he plays difficult courses. No, he's kind of off everyone's radar. He's $7,300. I'm rolling with him. Would you go with, let's see here, Rom or Dustin Johnson? Probably go with Rom. How come no one's talking about no one's talking about Abraham Answer this week? Yeah, everyone's just going to use Answer anyway. Wolf or Vic? I'd probably go with Wolf. People disrespecting Lonto again. Dude just gets 10K value when he's below seven. That's not a question. Prepare to be banned for life. You ask me one more thing that is a statement, not a question. You'd be so surprised how little I care about your opinion on this stuff. I'm not going to lie to you. People are tuning in to watch me to give my terrible advice. People can follow you for your terrible advice. I don't need to hear it. I not find link for PMS DraftKings tourney. My lineup, oh my God. Well, this is going to be a, give you a quick timeout. Next one, you're banned for life. Thoughts on Mackenzie Hughes. Oh, if you bring up Mackenzie Hughes, you're probably banned for life. You're going in timeout as well. That guy tilts me to no end. Fucking Mackenzie Hughes. I'm off the rails, Paul. I was in a good mood. We lasted 23 minutes into the show. Bands are incoming. Yeah, they're coming. 
And this guy's answering people in the chat. Oh, be, oh dear. Well, it's new new platform. Yeah. People don't people aren't aware of the rules. Oh, this is getting to me. Getting to me already. I'll throw up the good questions. Uh, yeah, the good thing. questions. Yeah, yeah, good questions. Just as a reminder. Fitz or M this week? Both had good Fridays after horrible Thursdays. I'm out on both. Oh, people are redacting their messages already. I like it. Does Mayo Media Network mean you're free from DK or just a smaller partnership now instead of a full collab? I'm not here to talk about business things. I will let you know when the time comes. Uh, you worry about your business, I'll worry about my business. All you need to know is that the Pat Mayo experience is on the Mayo Media Network and you should subscribe right now. Who is your favorite place? $6,400 or below? Bob Shelton. You probably shouldn't go that low, to be perfectly honest with you. Danny Lee or Streelman? I would go with Streelman, actually, between those two. Palmer or Cam Champ? Cam Champ. Does the rumor of the course potentially playing tougher this week change your approach to putting DK quads to putting to put, change your approach to putting DK squads together? No. What do you think of Robbie Shelton? Went over that. I like him. Who outside the top 30 actually has a legitimate shot at Eastlake? That would mean I would have to care about who actually, like the FedEx Cup standings, which I don't. So that's not something I look at. That's something for them to talk about on the broadcast and create a nice narrative for themselves. This might be over the top, but is the return of the investment threshold you aim for? This might be over the top, but is there a return of investment threshold you aim for every tournament? No. The return for investment I'm looking for is 1,000x. I play this to win the biggest tournaments, and it's fun for me. This is entertainment to play on DraftKings every single week. It's entertainment for me to bet on golf. Um, That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to cash as big as possible, and I do not invest a cent. I cannot afford to lose. So I'm not going to be sitting there crying at the end of the week that I lost so much money on DraftKings. No, this is money I can afford to lose. That's the bankroll that I have allocated to play on DraftKings or to gamble every single week and throughout the course of the year. Um, If I lose it all, it sucks. (laughs) Trust me, it sucks. Uh, But it's not going to cripple me financially. It's an entertainment budget for me. So that's why I play to win the biggest possible stakes uh, that I can try to afford to play in. Uh, That's what I go with. And I think that's how people should be going for it. Uh, Would you go Fino or Finno? (laughs) Uh, I'm off on Tony Fino this week. I don't dislike him, but he just didn't fit my builds. Brother Pele's in the back. Sweet Zinga's in the front. Is it Brother Pele? Is it Brother Pele? I thought it was Sister Singa, not Sister Zena. You might know OMC better than I do, though. I do love how bizarre. Rory Fratelli or Finau and Hovland? Rory Fratelli. Let's go. What are your thoughts on Bryson this week? He was one of my final cuts uh, when I went up. I wanted to use a ton of Rory. Like I said, I'm only playing six lineups, so I believe I have Rory and four, Justin Thomas and the other two. I debated between Thomas and Bryson for my final top-end guy spot, and I went with Thomas over Bryson. Shares of Bubba this week? Oh, yeah. Min on Bubba. Let's go. Brick by brick. Congrats, man, on the new channel. Thank you, Tim, for tuning in and smashing the like button. Goes a long way. Can you provide the link uh, for the DK playbook? No. You just, can you provide the link for the DK playbook you spoke of? Uh, I thought it was in there. I guess it's not. Anyway, you just typed in DK playbook. If you just type that into fucking Google, you can find it. Like, come on, give your head a shake. Waste of my time with this nonsense. Paul, who are you betting this week? In golf? Yeah. Uh, the only one I have right now is Rory McIlroy. Let's go. Team Rory. Rory equals lots of bucks for us this week. I've had success over the course of, you know, you know, the, uh, the pandemic or whatever. 
just betting like when there was DJ was 28 and like just the guys that like usually are priced super high, super high, yeah. just getting that little nudge. Cantley, I was considering because now that he's up to 30, now you start to feel like there's value. Those guys have been winning, so we've been kind of lucky with that. But yeah, yeah lo- go lo- Rory. Yeah, go Rory. A lot, lot of luck involved with hitting golf winners. This is true. Thoughts on Berger this week? I like Berger. He's Listen, I, I don't even think he's too expensive. I think he's actually properly priced. You could even make the argument that he is underpriced in both the betting market and on DraftKings. He's won since the return. He's been playing hot fire every single week. He's just, I don't know, sometimes it takes longer for me to come around to my biases of seeing certain names at the very top of the board or with a certain DraftKings price in certain strong fields like this with Berger. I would think that he's probably a better top five bet than an outright bet, but then, of course, you're sacrificing a lot of equity in terms of the overall payout, and you have to invest more in that bet if you want it to pay the same. Uh, I choose to think that Colin Morikawa is just overall a better player. He has a cheaper price. He has longer odds. So I went with Colin Morikawa instead. And if you are looking at that board, just remember, Webb Simpson has withdrawn from this tournament because he doesn't feel like uh, he's playing. Pat, are your Bubba senses tingling? For DraftKings, yes, uh, because I like the ownership. I like his scoring potential. I don't love U.S. Open conditions when it comes to Bubba Watson, but I'm not betting him this week. But I do think in a no-cut event um, where he could even go and shoot 77 one day that he does put a lot of birdies into play. He's just an up-and-down player that he could be a really good DraftKings play for his price point this week. Thoughts on Nick Taylor or JT Poston for low-value ownership plays? Looking for low-cost birdie makers. I'm out on both those guys. Tiger under 10% ownership? Don't think so. Cantlay ownership? Cantlay's going to come in the mid-teens. All those guys in the upper $8,000 area are trending between like 12 and 15%. I like Cantlay, though. Uh, how high are you on a Morikawa bounce back? Well, I bet him to win, so I'm in. Let's go. One for one in wins coming off missed cuts in his career. Something to keep in mind. One and done. Burger, Morikawa, Kisner, or Scheffler? Uh, Morikawa, let's go. Woodland, a solid pivot. Ownership is tough to predict at this price point. It doesn't seem like people are using Woodland. I'm using Woodland. I bet him to win. Uh, Yeah, I think he is an excellent pivot in tournaments. Calling the W in the PME Open this week. Thoughts on Munoz or Adam Long? You use either one of those guys. Probably not going to win the PME Open. Not going to lie to you. Any DJ exposure? Nope, not for me. Uh, Scheffler or Cantlay? I would go with Cantlay. Sungjae has played solid golf four of his last five rounds, had three bad holes on Thursday. That cost him last week. Thoughts? Uh, I just don't think this is a Sungjae course, to be perfectly honest with you. You Look into Sungjae for next week. We're back at a short course, Bermuda, lots of water around, reminiscent of the Honda Classic where he won earlier this year. And you got to remember, like, four of his good rounds were at Wyndham against, like, the biggest scrubs in the world. So it was nice to see him rebound there. Would have been nicer to see him rebound a bit better in Boston and develop some consistency. Maybe we can catch him at a really deep number, especially if he starts way behind the pack next week. And he won't be that far down because he's still pretty high up in the FedEx Cup standings regardless of what happens this week. Is Steele rounding into form? In time for the Brendan Steele Open in two weeks. It certainly looks like it. Hopefully, uh, he cashed a partial first-round leader. He got the top five each way at Memorial uh, a few weeks back. Hopefully, he can do that again, because I'm on him for first-round leader this time around. Munoz or Damon? I would go with Damon. Upper eights ownership. You need to become a member at fantasynational.com. Slash Mayo to get 20% off, to get full access to all of the ownerships. You know, here or there, I can give away some of the information. But that's behind a paywall. I can't just be giving it all away. What do you think about Kucher? Safe play? Ah, maybe. I'm, I have no real feels for Matt Kucher right now. Just not a guy I've been using. Scott or Louie? Adam Scott. 
do you think there's a chance DK does a captain's mode for tour championship? I don't think they did it last year, but did it for the president's cup. I think that's a really great idea. Honestly, I don't know any of the inner workings of what goes on in terms of game styles at DraftKings. I've never known. Uh, part of the relationship that I had with DraftKings and have with DraftKings is that I'm not an employee. I'm a partner of theirs. And because of the fiasco that happened like 2016 with proprietary info and that, they do a very good job of safeguarding you know, contractors and non... It's why, it's why employees cannot play on DraftKings, but contractors can. There has to be a divide in terms of information provided I'm just not allowed to know that stuff. Not that I care to know. It'd be nice to know, obviously. I could promote it and everything like that. But uh, if that was actually happening, they just kind of put it into play and see how it goes. I know they have captains. I think it's captains mode for the late round four now. I think that's what it is. I get confused by all this stuff. Um, if it happens, though, I would be all in on it. I really like the late captains mode for UFC. I wish there was captains mode for UFC, too. I think that would just make an awful big difference in trying to differentiate, especially when you have like 10 fighters on a card kind of thing. Can we expect that movie bracket video soon? I got a lot of stuff going on right now, all right? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I probably should get to the end of that. Which way would you lean? Players 25 through 30 holding their spots? I don't care about the FedEx Cup. I really don't. Does anyone care about the FedEx Cup besides the guy trying to win 15 million bucks? Like it's it's just a weird promotion cash grab. Joined FN and Mayo Media. Great. Bill Howard, you're the best. You're the real MVP, Bill Howard. Love you. I know you keep a tight core when you're playing 20 lineups. I wish I was keeping a tight core recently here packing on i am not packing on the pound i'm doing a heavy lift session right now i don't have the time for the cardio because i'm always at the office maybe i'll have to hit that the next two weeks just go for like five mile runs every single day slim down for football season because once football season starts i'm doing this every day and then there's still golf going on at the same time that's pat mayo balloon up season so i probably got to drop like quick five to ten over the next two weeks to make sure i don't gain 30 during football season i uh let's see but in weeks like this where you only play three lamps do you still keep a tight core across three or make it more relatively diversified uh it depends uh, like in the six lineups i have i can go check my exposures right now I mean, that's probably just the easiest way to do it draftkings.com actually no fantasynational.com where's my lineup generator i still generated all my lineups this week because that's always fun to do uh, let's click on the lineup generator with all my saved and they can tell me what percentage of the players that I have this week. I know in my three max, I know I didn't play Rory in every lineup. Uh, and in my contest, I built one that started with Morikawa. Uh, that's a very like left money on the table balance type build just in case I think Rory fucks up. Like last week I had 85% Morikawa and he absolutely fucked off. Fortunately, five of six was still good enough to cash in the big $200 single entry. But I also had a, my only six of six last week was in some like in my tournament, I had a six of six because I didn't want to use Morikawa in every lineup in a three max. So I had one without him that had Rory as the captain and, you know, it wasn't great, but let's see, I have Rory in five of six lineups this week. So 83% exposure. I have Adam Scott in four of six. Uh, and those are my two highest guys. No one else is more than no Adam. Yeah. Adam Scott four, Rory five. And I have three of everyone else in every lineup except for Robbie Shelton. And I have two Justin Thomas lineups, uh, just to try to balance that out a little bit. But out of my core of six teams, what do I have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 players between six lineups. Uh, and that's how I've kind of factored it all in. 
So I hope that helps. I hope it works out for me this week. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be wildly wrong. If I'm right, I'm going to be wildly right. That's the way that I want to play this. For Telly or Streelman, for Telly, what's your take on Paul Casey after his tweet? I wish he didn't tweet it out that he's exhausted from all of the grime because I was fading him anyway. So now more people are going to fade him. <laughs> Rom Hovland or Rory Hatton? Rory Hatton is not worth it this week at the higher DK pricing. I'm off now for the first time in a while. Uh, but if this course plays really hard and he can continue to, like last week, he played two really good rounds, much like Tyrrell Hatton and two really bad rounds. The rounds that he played well, he drove the ball really well. And the rounds he played poorly, he drove the ball really poorly and just couldn't recover. He's If he can hit fairways, he should be fine. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but that's not always a guarantee for Kevin Na. Is this course a team no putt? Or can is this, a t- is this a course team no putt guys can be successful? I think so, yeah. I do. Uh, Larger-ish greens, just above average. I believe they're 6,000 square feet. So, I mean, that's one reason to like Bubba. Bubba's not a good putter, but he's a really good lag putter. These are some of the things that we're trying to, in the next generation of FantasyNational.com, once we have access to more of the stats, we're going to try to get lag putting. And I'm really going to try to hammer down with Mike on different cool things to look at. Like, we have par 5 percentage, right? On the site. Par 5's gained uh, from each of the different ranges. That's great and everything, But one of the things that I really want to parse out is where the approaches are coming from by player on each of these par fives of this length. Are there forced layups? What is the going for, what is the going for green percentage in two of these guys? And how do they fare on holes like that? Same as on the shorter par fours. Like we see Justin Thomas all the time. Justin Thomas is not one to like go at short par fours because he's so good from like 80 yards and in that he knows he can just hit it two feet from the cup from there why even risk putting anything into play like you're not playing for eagle every time some guys do thomas is playing for birdie and tends to make birdie on those sorts of holes where you see someone like morikawa is excellent at driving the ball on shorter par fours because he has such command with his driver because he doesn't hit it as far as dustin johnson does but he's an accuracy type guy i'd like to figure out a way how to parse those stats that's really difficult to do and to see if they're worthwhile first and try to test them but i think that's something that at least at fantasy national that we're trying to do right now to enhance the experience like i think the experience on the site now is awesome it has a lot of great tools but we can always expand we can always get better and it's not like we're looking to become complacent with anything like that so that's something you can look forward to from fantasynational.com in the future for now fantasynational.com slash mayo 20 percent off shelton duncan or landry it would be shelton landry than duncan for me Scott and Louie are Answer and Wolf. I go Scott and Louie. Pat, always appreciate your love of OMC. I'm from New Zealand, and it's effectively a national anthem here. Uh, definitely Brother Pele. There we go. See? Johnny knows better than I do. Good luck with the new venture, mate. Thank you. Watching all the way. I don't even, what time is it in New Zealand? Paul, you used to live in New Zealand. Sorry. They're uh, like 15, 16 hours different. Than us. Time in New Zealand right future. now. 5.08 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> At least in Wellington, New Zealand. Johnny's, John, well, it's, it's all the same. Uh, it's too small of a country to have multiple. Well, it's vertical, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what did you enjoy about living in New Zealand? I was, a, I was a working holiday visa, so not working was the fun. Do, do they drive on the other side of the road there? They do. So if you're driving a stick... On the opposite side, is the stick still in the same spot, or is it on your left hand side? We went over this on a previous cuss corner. Did we? I don't really know. I I, I had to drive some tractors when I worked on a uh, hops farm there. Okay. So I, I that's kind of my experience with driving stick, but 
I'm not great at it. So I, I wouldn't trust myself driving a car. What's the standard. nightlife like? Um, honestly, I don't think you go to New Zealand for the nightlife. Yeah, they have sure like beautiful. If you're, beautiful in like out, if you're Auckland, into the like outdoors, you're into that type of thing. Like I, I didn't enjoy. I mean, it was no different than like Canada. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So but that like is it, one thing I want to do on Mayo Media Network, probably after football ends. I wanted to do a travel show. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Just learn about different places. So get the opinion of someone who's been to that place as a tourist and then talk to someone who's actually lived in that place to give you sort of the more inside view. Yeah. I that's was, a show I would want. That's a show I would want. That's, that's the whole impetus of Mayo Media Network. I'm not going to be on every show once we expand a little bit more, but I want to create shows that I would actually find interesting to listen to and then try to find people to put into places to do And that. having Tim uncomfortable on like a plane would be a great episode. I mean, if we just or having him like because he says that I he don't go, think that Tim that he, can be that on he pushes shows. himself all the way back, that he reclines, like seeing him and seeing people react to him, could be good content. It That's could all be, I'm but I, I'm more talking about like oh, you know, we we get Johnny on the line, like we we find someone who's traveled to New Zealand recently, I guess not recently, but like in the past like five years or so to give their experience about New Zealand, and then get someone from New Zealand on the show to tell you a little bit about New Zealand, like why it would be fun to go there, where to go, that kind of thing. New Zealand is sweet as, bro. Is That's it? That's all I'll say. Sweet Very as. Very scenic, right? Yeah. All right, so Johnny, you tell um, me where the beautiful. Th- th- that's the one uh, comment I'll, I'll be allowed to give away here. I won't ban you for life. If you're driving a stick shift in North America, at least it's on your right hand side when you're driving like this. I guess it would be opposite if you're watching it on the screen. Is it the other way in the stick shift? You have to like do the cl- is the clutch on the left hand side so it's left foot, and is the stick on the left hand side so you would have to do it left handed? I'm curious. I don't know. Uh, do you consider motivation for guys outside the top thirty? No. Uh, let's see if people don't follow pat's lead on bets they're idiots i have won five out of seven weeks listening to pat love you pat love you brian webb you're the man bmw championship is in my backyard okay don't care harris english hangover from playing a tournament of his life and losing by 11 i don't know I, i i hate these sorts of questions um because they're completely unknowable let's stick to like facts or at least interpretive facts, rather than how does this guy feel? I don't know. He, he probably doesn't know. Ben Ann, projected ownership. Byun Hun Ann. Where are you at, old Benny Ann? Is he not coming? Oh, yeah. Bye. Uh, I got him at sub 3% right now, so he could be the pivot you're looking for in the high, the high 60s. Uh, by the way, just subscribe. Longtime listener to the Pat Mayo Hour experience. Congrats on the success. Thanks, Tim, for subscribing. We gotta subscribe to the audio, subscribe to the video. Even if you don't watch all the episodes, you can just give them one click, get the count for it, give it one, set it to auto downloads. You let the show download, then you can delete it right away if you don't like what the content is. But that stuff, honest to God, goes a long way to helping us create more shows, create more content, come at you live like this, uh, and maybe hire some more people. That'd be great. Thomas Cantlay or Rory and Day? Can't you go Rory and Cantlay? Let's do that instead. Is fading the top five a bad strategy for this week? Uh, probably because elite players tend to win. But if you can really ratchet up a lineup, I've done it in one of my six lineups where I faded everyone in the 10K range. Um, I don't think it's an optimal way to do it. But, you know, a lot of the time when you look at what the optimal lineup is at the end of the week, not what you thought it was going to be. So maybe you can do what you want. Finau or Hideki Finau? 
I took a look at the course, and there are a lot of dog legs with bunkers on the corners. Should we go with safe drivers? Any tips on driving accuracy leaders, e.g. Todd, Casey, or Scott? Uh, Scott and Morikawa would be, you still want distance, to be perfectly honest with you, and just hope that they have a good driving week in terms of accuracy, a lot like we saw at Harding Park. We just go and look at all of those guys. Like, Morikawa was the shortest hitter. I guess, Ki no, Kisner didn't come inside. Damon and Morikawa were really the only two who are not quote-unquote bombers who are populating the top of the charts. Like, Paul Casey is a bomber. I guess he's more in the Morikawa, bit shorter but higher accuracy off the tee. But it's not like those guys are short off the tee. Damon is kind of short off the tee versus a lot of those other guys. But it's the bombers, man. It's a lot easier to hit out of the rough when you're 120 away from the hole than 180 away from the hole. Just you have to take that in consideration if it's going to be difficult to hit for everybody. Uh, I haven't done any of my homework. Streelman popular this week. Played T to green last. Played well T to green. It's a longer course for him. Uh, he's going to be relatively popular into the double digits, but nothing you have to fade kind of thing. Uh, congrats on your new network. Y'all hiring? We will be hiring. But not for like, I got a few requests like, hey, Pat, I love the golf. I do my own golf podcast. Can I come on and have my show? I'm looking for more shows that I don't do. Um, it makes no sense for me to double down on golf when I already do golf and I already do football. Uh, so if you have like skills and like soccer or something like that, maybe, maybe that's where we want to go uh, with this. Uh, are you list, are you leaning more balance or stars and scrubs? I think you can go one star and then balance is probably the best way to go. Best play between 8,000 and 7,900. <laughs> Tiger or Kisner? Neither. To Gooch or not to Gooch? I'm off of the Gooch this week. Greetings from Spain. First time catching the chat live. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Oscar. Thoughts on Hideki as the top Asian. Worth playing it with double with Adam Scott, top Aussie. I don't even know what Hideki's odds for top Asian are. I don't really dig into those too much. Let's see here. Top Asian, what I, at least I am seeing on my book right now. Hideki minus 110, Sungjae or M. Minus 110 is fair. To be perfectly honest with you, I could I'd rather bet Ann at plus 360 over M than plus 180 when it comes down to that. And what is Adam Scott as top Australian? Because Danny Lee is going to be thrown in that mix too. Adam Scott is plus 200. That would what? That would, if you do Scott parlayed with the minus 110, what does that bring that to? Is it worth it, I guess, instead of just taking the two to one? Uh, they're not even letting me parlay it on the book that I'm looking at right now. So that, I don't even know what the odds are going to be. That would probably be what, like plus one, plus 320 if you parlayed them together. I'd just take the two to one shot on Adam Scott, to be perfectly honest with you, or maybe just independently bet the minus 110 if that's something that you really like. If you can parlay them together, it doesn't really seem worth it. Like I, I prefer, if I'm going to play a parlay, when it comes down to golfers, especially where things are so volatile, like there's a reason that like, it's funny, if you were to say to do that in a football game, that would be like, oh my God, a plus 320 on a football win? That's massive. And like, I'm not betting eight to one guys in golf because that's not enough for me. I, maybe it's the mentality that you go in with. I play golf betting to win big when I win. And that's why I like the longer odds guys rather than the shorter odds guys. It's a lower percentage, but golf is volatile. That if you're going to parlay things together, like my Phil Rory parlay, we should probably check in to see how that's going right now. Um, you know, boosting... Didn't want to bet Phil at plus 250. Should have. Um, I, I think so, at least, because he was winning the last time I looked. But to get Phil plus Rory, to get Rory from 18 up to 61 to 1, 
now all of a sudden we're looking a little bit better. You have to lower your cost of investment on it. Now, again, it's highly volatile. I just had a good feeling about Phil this week. Uh, let's see here. Let's check in on Phil. How you doing, Phil? Currently, Phil Mickelson is winning by five strokes with eight holes to go. Let's go, Phil. He's basically Happy Gilmore on the Champions Tour, by the way. It's hilarious to watch. He is just these power, these like 350 yard par fours. You know, Bernhard Langer is hitting like five wood, six iron. Phil's driving the green. It's hilarious uh, to watch. But don't let this super inform you into, oh man, Phil went out and dominated the Champions Tour. He's going to play well at Wingfoot. Now, he may play well at Wingfoot. I don't think that this is a precursor to anything because what is this really telling you? That he can drive greens? Fantastic. You're not doing that at Wingfoot. Chances Rory wins with the reverse Ander curse. I mean, that's always a good way to look at it. Uh, thoughts on Ryan Palmer as a possible pivot to Kokrak. Both those guys are going to be popular this week, so I don't think that any one of them. Uh, oh, Johnny is up in New Zealand because he's following Phil. <laughs> Connors or Neiman? I would go with Connors this week, actually. Uh, talk to Cust. He's been everywhere on Earth via Google Earth. Maybe that's how we can round it in, Paul. We can have a traveler to said place, a person from that place, and then Cust, who travels there via Google Maps. Uh, that's all he needs because he doesn't like leaving his I eyes. already have an idea for the transition there. It would go from his eyes into, like, into like Google or like the Google Earth mold, and then, I don't know. I have an idea. Okay, we I got mean, ideas. See, like we're, brain, we're brainstorming. That, that's part of the... Yeah, Cus doesn't have to leave his couch. That's what we... That's I mean, what that's his here. favorite thing to do. I mean, he loves staying. Jared. Jared says, you are the most enjoyable DFS creator out there. Thank you. Much love to you. Who is your favorite guy you are not playing at any price range? Uh, probably Finau. Finau was my last cut uh, overall. Him and Bryson were my two last cuts, actually. And I just had to go in a different direction because I couldn't afford everyone if I wanted to keep my core tight. Uh, so those would be my two guys. When are we going to get 10,000 entries for the PME Open? Uh, I doubt it because uh, I, I, the last time we got 10,000 entries was the Masters two years ago. And that's only because they dropped the price point from 15 to 10. And I don't want to drop down the price point. If anything, I would want to up the price point from 15 to 20. I think 15 is probably the right price per entry for a three max. It's not a huge investment, but it's enough to like really juice up the prize pool. Once you have too many entries, it just, what's the point of playing it at that point? I know there's no rake. That's the point of playing it. But I think they want to cap it at $100,000 of guaranteed money before it's like the biggest tournament on DraftKings. They probably want to make a few bucks themselves. Didn't catch the beginning. Are you buying that the course plays difficult? Well, fortunately, this is, you know, saved to YouTube. You can just fucking rewind and go check that out. Uh, who would you pair with Gary Woodland and Ryan Palmer? Answer or champ? Champ. Leaving a $1,000 salary viable in a DK GPP? Sure. When you are using Fantasy National, use promo code MAYO for 20% off. Thanks, AG. Doing my reads for me. For strokes game putting on POA, are you looking specifically at distance? No. Um, I just like to see who's good and who's bad. And there's been conflicting reports this week, too. I took it straight from the actual superintendent, which has been wrong before when it comes down to how they actually assess this stuff. But they're saying that they're blue grass greens, but the GS. CAA report says they're bent grass greens. But the rest of the course is bluegrass. Probably not the best to look at you know, grass type for this week. Uh, why are people using Poe as a reference? It's pure Midwest bent grass with bluegrass rough. PV's kind of hitting the point this week. Uh, that's There's just been a lot of conflicting reports out there. Uh, if you want to go with what it says on the actual card sheet, it says bent grass. The last time I did bent grass, it turned out to be POA at a different course like they're not thinking about it from our perspective. They probably just don't care enough to update everything. But 
generally speaking, the bent grass from what I can interpret, because it's a lot of the same grass that is around like my area, you know, the Midwest, you know, Chicago is not that far away from Toronto. So we have a lot of the similar grass types. There's a lot of poa up here. And then there's a lot of like Midwestern bent grass kind of thing, which is you know good for colder temperatures, which tends to play more like poa. It's not as pure as like the bent grass you would see at Augusta. So it's like a fusion of the both. That's where the bluegrass comes in. This is not a horniculture podcast. I honestly think if it, we weren't betting on this stuff and needed things to talk about, we would never talk about the grass type anyway. I, I think that there is a huge line of demarcation between different places and even different grass types of where you want to go to. It doesn't seem like the gra- the greens are going to play like super duper fast like they would at some places this week. Now, I could have a bad read on that. I don't know. Uh, especially if it rains overnight, you would tend to think that they're a bit slower. So I wouldn't get too hunkered down on that. I am actually going to go tweet the show out right now because I'm going to do a last call for questions for everyone. Make sure that gets up there. Bear with me for a second, please. Last call for BMWQs. Live chat. All caps. No, makes people know that I'm serious about that. Boom. There we go. Back to the questions. Hey, Pat, just wanted to thank you for all the research and all the help. Thanks. Thanks, Laura. I appreciate it. That's why I do the show. Uh, I like doing the research. It's fun. And I like to let people in on my process. And if it helps you, that is even better. Thoughts on T-Dunks? Pass. Uh, thanks for all your hard work, Pat. Hey, thanks, G. Appreciate it. That's not like G, me being hip. That's what it says. G Renz is the name up there. Thoughts on Jason Day? Fine player. Good on hard courses. Pass for me. Henley, Steel, Gooch. Which two would you fade? I'd fade all three. Uh, actually, I'd probably go with, I'd probably fade Henley and Gooch from that. Thoughts on Henley as a dark horse. Uh, he's not a dark horse. Hate to tell you. Everyone's on him this week. Do you think Rory's downtrend has anything to do with having his mate as his caddy? Too relaxed, not taking it seriously. Seems stronger with JP on the bag. How do you much do you rate a good caddy? I don't know. Like, that is not what I have any insight into. He's not playing well. When I look at the stats, they tell me it's because he is not hitting his irons well. Last week, it was his driving and putting, and the irons were good. That's why I'm on Rory this week. If you can keep the irons good. And he's lowering expectations, so he's down-talking everything. Um, A lot of these guys, listen, golf is hard. Uh, we know that. You've tried to play golf. Think about trying to play at an elite level. We just saw Dustin Johnson fire two consecutive 80s and then almost 80 again and then go win a tournament and come second to the PGA Championship. Stuff can flip like this for these guys. One thing needs to go right. And if Rory's irons can continue to fire like last week, everything just returns to baseline for him driving and putting. He's going to be great this week. Now, he could be an absolute fucking disaster too. That's the the range of outcomes that we're dealing with in golf. You just kind of have to pick a thing and go with it. If you want to go with the trend of hey he's too casual because his friend's on the bag go for it like i'm not telling you what to do that's just not something they would ever factor in for me when it comes down to it louis ownership buyer fade Uh, louis as always will not be very popular i have him below 10 percent in the ownership i'm not using him though how tilting was ufc last week um i mean i don't watch ufc i just bet on ufc and i won a lot of money on ufc last week so i i didn't paul did not (laughs) i I, cody did not i was at a i was at like a bachelor party um so i didn't luckily i didn't actually get to watch it and i didn't invest myself too much in it because i knew i couldn't hedge out of things so yeah it was it was a losing week but not too tilting and then i didn't feel the need to go back and watch because i mean it was a really bad card nine fights and like the lowest level competition i've seen on a ufc card in forever 
and the Pat's theory of betting on massive women's underdogs came through it's, again, didn't it? It is. It, I can't like I can't believe it came through. We should have listened to you. I mean, we did, we were telling people don't bet on the minus twelve hundred. Yeah, it wasn't a women's up, favorite. It's just like, but I, I didn't have I didn't have the stones to uh, to follow your suit. Sean Bradley says, "Yo, Pat, my pick to win is Xander. My sleeper is Hideki." Yeah, no one fucking cares, Sean. <laughs> Go subscribe to Sean's site if you want to hear his picks. Cantley and Finau or Wolf and Kisner? I'd go Cantley and Finau. Has Xander's price gone too short at 14, or would you still recommend him if it's a tough test? I, I've been railing against Xander being at like 22 to 1. 14's even crazier. Uh, any thoughts on Paul Casey talking about it? I've already answered that. Do you recommend a DK build of all 7 to 9K guys versus starting with a DJ or Bryson? Went over that. Norin or Woodland? Uh, I would go with Woodland. Thoughts on Vic and Wolf? I would pass on both of them this week. Never, maybe I missed the weather commentary. That's at the very beginning. And that's the end of the questions. If you have a question, you have one more minute to get your question in. Uh, that's what we're going for. Can you review your wagers? I already said my wagers, so you can fucking rewind and go watch it. It's the first thing I start with on the show every single week for this show. Or you can just look at what I tweeted out when he it's on the cheat sheet. on Twitter. What's that? He also posted on Twitter. I also posted on Twitter. I also posted on Facebook. Do you think I should ban this guy for life? I didn't ban anyone. Uh, you know what? I think f- new network, maybe, maybe just no bans today. No bans today? No bans. Unless somebody ju- unless somebody hears us talking about no bans and then just asks for a ban. Don't do don't be that person. Thoughts on Hubbard? I'm gonna pass this week. I like Hubbard. I was just on a podcast with his brother yesterday. Go check out Fair Fairway Roland. Uh, he has a lot to play for this week, but I just don't love him for this course. He does score well on long par fours though. Uh, haven't been to New Zealand, but I did drive a car in Ireland and the stick is left-handed. First gear is still the closest, pedals are the same. Okay. That's that's interesting. Uh, thoughts on the winning score for the week? Uh, I think it's going to be minus 14 to minus 18 would be my guess. Uh, in that range, I think people are going lower. If it was even higher than that, I would not do that. Oh, this guy says, can I, re- can you rewind it for me? I think we found our first ban, Paul. Oh, oh You know what? Brian. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to put him in timeout. Brian. Okay. Just timeout. The first wow. chat, no bans. No bans. No bans. No bans. Just a timeout. 300 timeouts. seconds. The show will probably be done in 300 seconds. That's, that's true. Uh, if you could add one more person to your card besides Justin Thomas, who would it be? Hatton or Cantlay? Probably Hatton. What's Fitz, Fitzpatrick's strength? Does it fit this course? Gaining 11 billion strokes with the putter during an event is his strength. Then, like, playing hard courses is one of them, too. Playing in the wind is also another one. Um, chances for Telly cracks the top 10? Well, I would say that's probably an 8-to-1 shot, if I had to guess. <laughs> Any quick U.S. Open bets? Ah, no, not yet. I, I had bet Fleetwood and Willett before the year started, but I wish I hadn't bet on Tommy Fleetwood now because his odds are like doubles. Paul? I joined you in Gary Woodland. Like, I'm 89 to 1. 89 to 1 is a good number. I should have used that other site, shouldn't I? Mm, potentially. One of the each way. Maybe I but even, I didn't each way it, so. I can't even cash it out right now. Go Gary. Is DraftKings Sportsbook tied to DraftKings? I don't know. I'm in Canada. I cannot access DraftKings Sportsbook, so I don't know how that melds together. I believe they're two separate apps. I think so. Not sure. Anyway, that's it for the questions. Um, You can watch the rest of the the remainder of the shows. I mean, 
We had the Monday and Tuesday show, Betting and DraftKings Breakdown with Feinberg and then Ben Raza. Please go watch those shows. Download those shows from the audio version. Again, please subscribe to Mayo Media Inc. We get to 6K subscribers. Bye. Tee off tomorrow. We got some giveaways for you. We get to 10K by Monday. Cash giveaways for people like you out there. So please, Facebook, Twitter, wherever it might be, please share the show around and encourage people to go watch. You see an episode come up, even if you don't care about it, click on it, like it, be on your way. That stuff really helps us out in the YouTube algorithm in becoming discoverable for everyone out there. Just like downloading the shows, if you have the iTunes or the Apple feed, the Spotify feed, just download them, erase them if you don't give a shit about them. Fantasy Football Show came out this morning with Jake Seeley. All the latest news and updated rankings, you can go check that out right now. Thursday, the Dogger Pass podcast is back. UFC picks for the week. Friday, I believe I'm going to do injuries for football, heading into your fantasy football drafts. Next week, obviously golf. Win totals AFC. Win totals NFC. Custy Awards coming out very soon. Then we're into week one. Uh, Kentucky Derby and U.S. Open Tennis coming too. I'm going to try to hit home on some of those as well. So a lot of stuff coming out at Mayo Media Inc. right now. You can go check out all the cuss, the first, the oldest six cuss corners. I'm already been, I'm getting foam mouth right now. Uh, so thank you all for all your support. It really does, uh, I really do appreciate it. It means a lot to me that people have gone out of their way to support the show um, and you know, subscribe to the new network. Uh, you know, it's, it's risky doing stuff like this, but with your guys' support, we can get through it and continue to try and produce, if not high-quality picks content, high-quality entertainment content and information content for everyone out there. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Family experience! Experience!